Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. And it is Wednesday, February 13th, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today, as you do every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific Time. And, and, you know, thank you for all the regular listeners. I really do appreciate it. And anybody who's new to the program, I thank you as well. And we here on Invest Talk try to help provide you with knowledge, knowledge that you can use to try to earn that financial freedom that we all want. It's as simple as that. And I do that by answering questions. And what financial freedom to, means to you is it means something for everybody. Most people think and have it in their mind that it means early retirement. And I'm here to tell you that's not necessarily, that's not necessarily so. Many people who retire early uh, might be unhappy about it. Now, there are those who have a perfect intent. I'm not saying that, but uh, if you're a type A personality and you work hard and you work hard so you can retire early, you're going to find you're going to find not working difficult. You have to replace it with something. But we all want to get to that point. We want to all want to get to that point where we get to decide. We get to decide whether we want to continue this job we don't like or we want to continue this job we do like. Whether we want to you know, ratchet down our lifestyle, go to something that's a lot less pace, hectic pace, or just keep working because we, we like it. it. It's up to you, whatever financial freedom is up to you. And that's what we're going to help you get to that part where you get to make the decision. So that's what the show is about. And to do that, I answer questions. I answer any of your financial questions. And you can call right now. We're live, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. And that line's always open, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that way you can ask your question anytime you want. And we'll try to get to it on the very next show. And today, as usual, the market was uh, volatile, but it was up. It ended up being up. The Dow was up 117 points, and NASDAQ up 6 and the S&P up eight. So there wasn't much to the NASDAQ and the S&P, but up is up. We'll take it. So there is some optimism about there, out there by the market because we've had this rally. And the optimism may be uh, probably on the positive talks about how well the Chinese and U.S. negotiations are going, I mean that's the kind of hint and talk, we're, hints and talk that we're getting from it. Well, we'll see. We, but that's what we're getting, and of course the border funding deal, which won't mean we won't shut down the government. These are the things that are that helping the market decide. Well, gee, you know things look pretty good. You add to that the Federal Reserve change in its tune in January from December about raising rates, being much more. Uh, protracted about it. They didn't say they weren't going to raise rates. They just said that they were going to be patient, whatever that means. So that has made made the market feel pretty good. Made the market feel pretty good. And that's why we've had, you know, some some uh, 
a nice rally after our worst December, and now we had one of our best <laughs> Januaries, you know, which is pretty volatile. And did you see Apple it launched a new Apple news subscription? It's kind of interesting, just like it's like Apple. It, what's interesting is that it's a 50-50 deal. They split revenue with news providers. Apple gets 50% for providing the platform, and the other 50% goes to the people who provide the news. And, of course, they have to do all the heavy lifting, right? I mean, they got to produce the news, the cost of producing that news, writers or whatever it is that they had to go through, they had to, Apple just gets the profit. Doesn't that sound uh, like a deal for Apple to you? Well, you know, if they can get it, they can get it. They don't have to. Amazon. Amazon, did you see this? Amazon and General Motors Company are in talks to invest in Rivian, or R-I-V-I-A-N, Rivian, I don't know how to say it, Rivian Automotive, LLC. And what is Rivian Automotive? Well, it's a U.S. electric pickup truck manufacturer. So Amazon and General Motors are in talks to invest in that company. And the amount they're investing is going to make the company worth $1 to $2 billion. Now, it would give them stakes in the company, a major boost for, you know, that company and actually probably for the Plymouth and Plymouth di uh, division of uh, General Motors. Anyways, that's kind of interesting. Electric pickup truck manufacturer they're trying to give a lot of money to. Have you ever heard of um, hidden, hidden city ticketing? Lufthansa sued a, a, a sued a passenger for getting off the plane in, in, a, in a stopover, at a stopover. <clears throat> what this is, is you know how you buy a ticket. Let's say you buy a ticket from L.A. to, to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. A ticket costs $553. One, a nonstop. Boom, boom. You can buy a ticket, let's say, from L.A. to to Orlando, Florida for $200 because people, a lot more people go to Florida than Charlotte. And it has a stopover in Charlotte where you really wanted to go. You buy the ticket to or Florida for 100, 200 bucks and you just get off the plane at the stopover and you're at your location you wanted to be. That is hidden city ticketing and the airlines do not like it. So Lufthansa sued a passenger for $2,400 to do it, to, doing that. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I thought that was funny. And there's a new phenomenon here on the West Coast. On the West Coast. You know us weird people on the West Coast, right? Real estate is becoming so expensive that married couples are moving in with multiple roommates. They're buying a house as two, like two couples married. Total normal situation, except they're buying a house and living in it together. Because the houses are so expensive. Funny, huh? Interesting stuff. Always interesting stuff in the news. Anyways, as you can see, there's you know we always talk about something that I hope is interesting and also helps us with our investments. But we need to go to the questions. So let's go ahead and grab one of our questions on our listener line, 888-99-CHART. Yes, this is Jason in Alabama. Absolutely love the show. Thank you guys so much for answering our questions. I do have one that's probably a pretty basic question, but I've yet to understand 
how do you read a candlestick chart? To me, i tried, I've read about it, and I look at it, and it just looks like a bunch of different colored bars everywhere. And what is it mainly useful? What's the best use for using that? Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay. A candlestick chart. It's only, it's, it's, it's a Japanese invention, by the way as opposed to a bar chart or any kind of other charts. It's just, it's the price movement of a stock during the day. So the stock will open up at a price, okay? And if it, and it will close, it goes to a high of the day in a price, a low of the day in a price, and the close of the day in a price. So those four points are, never, are rarely the same. They are occasionally, but it's rarely the same. So if a stock opens up and moves up during the day, the candlestick will be hollow, okay? And it will go up and be hollow and then reverse, go back down, break maybe below where it was started and then break above where it got up to the high. And you can, if you look at it, you'll see usually two tails, one at the top, one at the bottom, and the body of the candlestick. And if the body of the candlestick is hollow, that means it was up for the day. The bottom part was where it opened and where it closed at the top part of the candle. The tails are the extremes it went during the day. What does it tell you? Well, it doesn't really give you that much more information other than I like a candlestick. I like to know where it opened and what the high was and what it closed at during the day and what the low. I just kind of like to know. And a candlestick does that for you. Now, there are, there's books on this. And there are different types of candlesticks during the day. Let's say it opens high, low, close, all at the same price. They barely move in one day. There's there's names for that, and that may you know that tends to mean something, you know, like a reversal day for the following days following that kind of action. But you know that's what candlesticks are. It's just a method of looking at the movement of the stock price during a day. That's it. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I want to thank you for making this program a part of your routine. And Justin and I do really appreciate it. We appreciate you listening. We're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5. And, of course, we also podcast this show every day. We move the commercials, uh, most of the commercials anyways, and we podcast every day. And you, you can download the podcast anytime you want by going to investtalk.com. Uh, and you, know, you can also rate us and tell us how we're bad, good. You can do it at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You know, you can download it. And now we're taking questions live, 888-99-CHART. Well, it's official. Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose on Wednesday, March 13th. Space is limited But if you act fast, you can register for his free one-on-one portfolio review consultation. Get Steve's personalized advice and learn just where your portfolio may be inefficiently structured. Details at investtalk.com. And now, Steve is here taking your calls live. Get your questions in 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go to Leon in Los Angeles. How you doing, Leon? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Thanks for taking my call, Steve. Really appreciate what you guys do. Thanks. Uh, 
Um, I have a question about uh, ICLN, uh, iShares uh, Global Clean Energy ETF. Um, I bought uh-huh. into it a uh, relatively small position not too long ago when uh, the sort of new round of elections came about and a lot of uh, the new Congress people are all about, um, you know, driving the, the, the Green New Deal and, and whatnot. Um, but I'm looking at it and it's gone up a little bit in uh, that amount of time, but not by a lot. And I was just wondering what your thoughts are in terms of whether it has growth opportunity or not. Well, I do. I think that green energy sector movement, I don't think it's going to slow down. It's, you know, it's going to be around for a long time. Uh, currently, you're fighting the, the, you're fighting the Congress, though, because you got a, not the a whole Congress, you got the Senate that's dem- Republican dominated, and you have a, a, a Republican president who's probably not going to be too interested in green energy. You do have a House representative who is. But you got two, two against one, so there's not going to be a lot of change, and that's probably not. It's probably not going to move because of politics. You know, not until, you know, not until or unless you, you know the government is don, dominated again by by Democrats. So politically, it's not going to help you. But other than that, you know, I do think you know the movement itself to green energy is just going to continue to happen over time. I don't think that's going to slow down. Even with Republican people, people don't want to pollute the air. I mean, that, that electric cars are are catching on, and that will continue. You know, the solar power, sun power. You know, all the states are behind. Many of the you know the the more liberal states are pushing it, like California here is pushing it big time. Uh, so, you know, I, I do think the movement is not going to be stopped. I just don't think that. You know, you're not going to get a huge return on it. Remember, it's it the the investments. You know, green energy can't survive very well without government support, some kind of government uh, tax advantage. So long as that, so that you got, you're going to have to pay closer attention to the government and what it's doing than a normal investment because of that. Okay, Leon. So, no, I, I, you'll be okay. You just got to be a, kind of a long-term outlook. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Leon. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and let me remind you about our new uh, learning tool, Invest Talk Academy, which we had a class today. It's our online trading classes covering a huge variety of financial investment subjects. I did charting last week and just, you know, support and resistance charting with moving averages and price, uh, price uh, support and resistance. So, it's just one part of charting. So we will do a lot. We're going to continue to do those kinds of things. We'll continue to provide that. If you want to learn more, go to investtalkacademy.com. 888-99-CHART is a number. Give me a call. This is Invest Talk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278, our main talking point today. Professional investors took their highest cash position in 10 years during January. January, that's when the market was moving up. 
So they were selling into the rally. So about 55% of the fund managers, fund, mutual funds, ETF fund managers, have indicated worry about global growth and say they are pessimistic about the economy and inflation. We're going to look into that story. I think that would be interesting. Don't you think that's going to be interesting? I do. They're worried. So they sold into the rally in January, so now they're at their highest cash levels. What if they're wrong? Experts are often wrong. What if they're wrong? Well, that cash is going to have to come back to the market at some point. That would be positive for the market. You can always look at it that way. Okay, national debt tops $22 trillion for the first time. Experts are warning of the ripple effects. So what, what can... No one's talking about the national debt. You ever notice that? Not even the Democrats, which they could point out and say, you know, uh, you know, it's gone up since Trump took over. Why not they? Well, probably a pretty hard argument because when Obama was in, the, the debt skyrocketed. So it's going to be hard for them, to, I guess. Maybe that's why. Why, uh, why uh, you should bet on America. Why you should bet on America. Because a lot of people... A lot of experts are saying, uh, you know, things aren't looking so good. Well, I kind of think they are looking pretty good. But, and finally, don't worry about missing this recent rally. People are talking about missing this rally. And I just told you that, you know, um, one of our talking points is be about people, about the experts have their highest cash level. Well, the, the, there's a side of that I want to tell you that is positive, and that, that's So I'm going to talk about both sides of those things during today's talking points. But, of course, whatever's on your mind is what we want to talk about. The market was up. That was up 117. The NASDAQ up 6, so it's not a lot. And the SP up 8. So it was up, though. You know, better than being down. And, and, and you know, I'm worried. I'm a little, I, you know, I always worry about something, right? It's just, I'm not panicking about it, but I'm a little concerned. The reason why the market is up is because of the things that is China and the deal on the on the on the wall, right, or whatever. Those things are now in the market. The good news of those things. So, what's the next catalyst? What's the just because it's a good times are rolling? I mean, remember earnings are looking uh, earnings for this year for the S and P five hundred, as I mentioned yesterday, one percent, two percent, not very much. It's going to grow very low. So what's going to be the catalyst? We'll see. Let's go to Bill in Petaluma. How are you doing, Bill? I'm doing fine. And, and yourself? I'm doing great, and I appreciate the call. You want to talk about Hennessy Advisors, Inc.? Yes, I, I wanted to ask you, maybe drilling down a little bit on what you just said a, a few minutes ago. Uh, in general, where do you see mutual fund companies heading? <laughs> And then, in particular, on uh, Hennessy Investments, uh, which is a, a near a Northern California okay. company. Okay, uh, it's it's a very very small company, eighty-seven million dollars, eighty-eight million dollars in market cap. That's really that's a micro cap. The good thing about Hennessy is they make money, and they've been been making money for a long many years. So yeah, yes. even though it's really tiny, it it makes good money. And it fell from uh, what nineteen dollars in last uh, you know last year um, around May, all the way down to ten dollars, and today it's eleven dollars and ten cents. Well, what does it deserve? Well, first of all, they provide investment advisory services to open in mutual funds. 
the Hennessy Fund. So it's a mutual fund group. They're going to make $2.08. Let me rephrase that. They made $2.08 in 2008. And they're going to make $2.23. This is very consistent. They have been very consistent about their earnings growth. The stock is $11.10 a share. They're going to make $2.23. That tells you how cheap that stock is. They have very little debt. The return on equity is very, very good at 27%. Cash flow is $31 a share. This stock should be selling for far more than $11 a share. Should be. You know, I, I'm okay. thinking, I'm thinking it, sh- it should be, it should be more like uh, $25 a share. That's about what it's worth in my mind, $25, $30 a share. Okay. But I, I it's not. At it and, but <laughs> I've looked at it and I'm, you know, wondering what I'm missing. And the other side is well, a number of mutual fund companies are, are at the short end of their uh, value, so to speak. Yeah, they're not uh, yes. priced as high as they have been. It, I'm wondering if yeah, they're... The whole st- it's a sector thing. The whole sector right. is suffering. Um, you know, it's just a cyclical thing. And and I, I, tell you, I can tell you that you should be buying this bottoms of the sector. People, you know, people tend to want to buy the things that are at their highs instead of at their lows. If you're a long-term investor, Bill, this is, this is where you would buy it. H-N-N-A is a symbol. Appreciate the call. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, market technicians use moving averages to help gauge bullish and bearish momentum. We do. We mentioned that in the class. Why a stock market rally has taken hold on Wall Street. That's going to be tomorrow. Time to give me a call. 888-99-CHART. It may be hard to believe, but the average 401k investor misses out on over $5,000 per year in investment gains. Why? Well, poor timing and subpar investment choices. This is what the studies show us. This is the challenge of the typical 401k, and that's the whole reason for Active 401k. And that's why we have Active 401k. That's why we launched the program for our listeners and our clients. Because it's very difficult to allocate a 401k account. These plans have limited choices. You've got to make the changes. Now, if you have a 401k account, this is a program that you should know about. It ranks your current options within your current employer's plan. And then all you do is log in and make the changes. We'll tell you what to buy, what percentages, and what funds. If you'd like to see more about it, just go to investtalk.com, investtalk.com, and click on the Investments tab from KPP Financial. And it may be just what you've needed. This is Invest Talk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure that your investments are performing as well as they should be? Well, there's a treasure trove of wealth building information freely accessible right now at investtalk.com. You'll find investment strategies and unbiased guidance. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So investors take the biggest cash position in a decade, despite the market rally. They did this in January. Professional investors took the highest cash position in 10 years during January after the brutal fourth quarter sell-off, after December sell-off. 
So they're doing in January as the market's recovering. They're selling. They're selling into the recovery. That's exactly what they did. They felt it's not. It's not. They feel it's not going to be strong enough, and that it will turn around and go back down. I'm assuming they're pessimistic. Now, I, for some reason, when they're that pessimistic, I'm starting to feel a little bit more optimistic. Maybe I'm wrong, but. When everybody goes one way, don't, and I want to assure you, professionals don't know. They have no magic wand or crystal ball that tells them to, they don't, they make, they make just as much or more mistakes than you or I do. So they don't know that the, where the market's going to go. They have a belief and they have a group of them have a belief, more than 50% of them have a, that belief. So, you know, when everybody is depressed, that, you know, and everybody's out, that generally means that there's no more people to get out. Now, the question is, is are we at that point that all of them are out or enough of them are out? Which, remember, that money's got to be put back to work sometime. And when that money comes back into the market, it will rally the market. So, and it's, something's happening differently because they're pulling money out, but the market's going up. Now, it could be, you know, it could be that there are, the other 50% of the professional fund managers are more bullish than they are. And it could be because individual investors are not panicking out like they are. Who knows? No one really knows. And you really won't know. But don't just follow the crowd because they're doing it. That's never the right decision. Do it, do it because they do it. You, you really have to forge your own path here, and you, you can, you can do that. People, I, I'm trying to give you confidence because the you don't need to follow somebody because they've done, you know, they've done it and they, they've been right. One of the big dangers here is some of the some of the, the news will put on the air the person who did the best last year or the last two or three years, or who did really good in the bear market, you know, they really survived. They don't necessarily repeat those things. Think about it this way. Hedge funds go under all the time. They're supposed to be the smartest people. They go out of business all the time. Lots of hedge funds, because they're wrong. They guessed wrong. That's why you should never mess around with hedge funds. They take huge risks, and when they're wrong, they lose a ton of money. When they're right, they make a ton of money. But you know what? That's not for you and me. Really, it's not. It really so. Stay away from that kind of stuff, if you would. 888-99-CHARTERS, our number. We are getting some pretty good rain down here in Southern California. It's also rain heavy tomorrow. We've had lots of rain this rainy season, more so than normal. We are. I'm sure we're way above normal this time. So that's good for us. We like that. Okay, and you know, when there's rain out there, you can always, you know, while you're sitting stuck in the house, why don't you call me and ask questions about your investments? We'll talk about that. doesn't have to be just about stocks. It can, but it can be about 401ks, IRAs, anything you want to talk about. 888-99-CHARTERS, our number. Hey there, Steve, Justin. Uh, this is Andrew calling out of Augusta, Georgia. I had a question about ticker symbol B-I-L-I. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Billy Billy. It is a... Uh, be a Chinese uh, entertainment service. I got into this a little while ago, probably in the fourth quarter of uh, last year, when I just kind of heard some mention of maybe investing in some foreign markets. 
that are kind of rivals of Netflix. I'm up about 30% on it, but I'm seeing that Citigroup had just announced a price target of around 22 on it. And I'm just trying to get your your thoughts on it. looks like it's a $5.5 billion company, but I'm not seeing any other information on it as far as uh, PE or anything like that. I will listen on the podcast. Thank you much. Bye. Well, there's a good reason why you haven't seen any PE, because there's no E, no earnings. Billy Billy Inc., it is a Chinese company out of China, uh, a Chinese provider of high-quality content and immersive entertainment experience online. So, uh, is it a gamer? I don't know. I don't have much more information. It's a game gaming company. The, so, there's no, no, there's no PE because there's no earnings. There's losing money. Uh, they're going to lose, they lost, no, they're going to lose 27 cents in 2018. We haven't got the final numbers in. 27 cents a share. And they're expected to lose another 14 cents a share this year. It's a fairly new company. Came out in April of last year. Came out around 11, 10, 11 dollars. Shot up in the two or three months to 20, 21, 22 dollars. Fell back down to 10, 11 dollars. And you'll note that it, when it fell back down, it was just shy of the six-month period. Remember I've told you that after six months of an IPO that the insiders get to sell it, and it seems like the stock always goes down on that, around that time. Same thing happened. Now, since then, it's been marching up. So it's been marching up. It's at 1820. It's taken, you know, slowly marching up, up, you know, marching up. The sales growth, sales is pretty strong at 40%, 43% last quarter. The quarter before that was 80%. The quarter before that was 124%. So the sales growth has been slowing down, but still in the 40% area. So uh, my question is, is why uh, is it going to continue to slow? Because it got cut in half from quarter over quarter for three, four quarters in a row. So it's going to get cut in half again, and that might be a worry. Because you have to have those sales because you don't have any earnings. Sales have to be the driver. Uh, I would stay away from it because it's not making any money. I don't buy companies that don't make money. It's as simple as that. Um, um, Mutual funds have been putting it on slowly, but this is a low-priced stock. It's difficult. Low price. It's a $5 billion company. $5 billion company makes no money, has never made money. Interesting. So, you know, this is a kind of company that you can roll the dice on and put a little bit of money in because you have faith in it. But it's really not a good core holding or necessarily a good investment. But who knows? This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Pizza, and I'm happy to say that I will be returning to San Jose, as I do almost every month. March 13th, I'll be there. Space is limited and always will be limited because I own so many hours in the day. So, um... If you want to meet with me, take a look at your portfolio, talk it's no cost to, you know, we can just talk about your financial situation or your approaching retirement. You want to talk about that? Do you have enough money? Well, we can figure that out too. So, you know, actually sit down with you and I look at your assets and your portfolio and ask questions and we have a conversation. It will help you if you're, if, if you're, conf- remember the goal is financial freedom. It will help you understand that you are there or getting there or won't be able to get there. All those things. I don't, I don't, I don't hold back. I will tell you, you're not going to make it if you're not going to make it with what you're doing. So if you live in the Northern California area, I'll be in San Jose. Actually, I think I'm going to be downtown San Jose this time in a different office. 
So if you want to have that, it's March 13th. Is you can go to investtalk.com or, or KPP Financial and set up an appointment. Be happy to do it. You you just go in there and send me an email and say you want to meet. That's all. And then we'll set up, we'll be in touch with you and set up a time. We're taking questions live right now. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And Invest Talk listeners and KPP clients alike are invited to take advantage of the many products and services of KPP Financial. For example, the Invest Talk radio program and its podcast replays, the new online training experience, Invest Talk Academy, the KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed each Friday, and the next no cost portfolio review opportunity with Steve Peasley. Yes, Steve will be returning to San Jose, California on Wednesday, March 13th to meet with Invest Talk listeners who understand the value of having a focused portfolio strategy. If you register and then make time to sit down with Steve, he can very likely show you how to maximize your investment performance. These are free consultations, but space is limited. So get started now at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART. Let's talk to Harish in Santa Clara. How you doing, Harish? You want to talk about on semiconductor, huh? Yes. I have okay. A, I have a, would you like a to... holdings on in this company for some time. Um, okay. I was wondering, actually, if, if this is actually a, a, a thought that could, that could be held for a, a long term, like, like for the next, say, seven to ten years or so. Uh, this this stock okay. was like under ten dollars for quite a long time, and then in the in the previous uh, tech upswing, it went up to like twenty-seven or so, and then it retraced after that, so hovering around twenty. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, from a technical and a fundamental standpoint, can you give me some take on this? Okay, technically, it's hitting resistance at twenty-three dollars. Uh, it's going to have that resistance till it breaks through twenty-six, the old high. So it's going to, it's going it, to, this is where it probably will slow down this 23 to $25 range. Um, and that's because, because that's where it went before it was that for several months in that range at the beginning of last year before it broke down. So that's called resistance, price resistance as we go up and it's now hitting the old price. And those people back then who were buyers are saying to themselves, thank God I'm going to get out now. I got even. And that puts pressure of the stock from going any higher because there's more sellers that get that are getting out because they got even because they got in at the wrong price, and that's why you get that price resistance up that area, you know, at a certain price where it's been before and has traded sideways for a while. That becomes resistance if it collapses from that. Now, is it worth more than that? Yes, it probably is. They're gonna make two dollars and eight cents next year. They've made money forever, right? It's a $9.6 billion company. It's on semiconductor, symbol is ON, everybody. Manufactures power, analog, digital signals, process, mixed signals, advanced logic, and data management ICSs. So, they, you know, it, it's a, it, it, the company, they're growing about anywhere from about 10% on average in sales for the last um, six quarters or so. Um and they're going to make, as I said, they're going to make $2.08. Cash flow is pretty good. Return on equity is nice at 28%. Uh, 
mutual funds are buyers. So uh, I think, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not sure of the, I have to take, dig deeper into the business model, but they seem to be too, pretty solid and pretty consistent. And so the stock is probably worth more like $30 to $35, not 23 but it's going to, as I said, it's going to hit a lot of resistance right in this area, 23 to 25 bucks. We'll see if it can break through. Appreciate the call, Harish. Thank you. On Semiconductor, everybody. O-N is the symbol. On. 888-99 chart. So, $22 trillion in debt. $22 trillion in debt. That's what we are. Our debt is $22 trillion. And then, frankly, it's actually more than that because they don't count the debt correctly. But, you know, that's the number we use. And do you think that's a lot of money? Do you, can you envision how much money that really is? It's a one, one trillion. One trillion is a one followed by 12 zeros. Okay, maybe that doesn't cut it for you as to how big that is. How about one trillion is a million, million dollars? A million of them. A million million. That's one trillion. And we have 22 trillion. <laughs> so we have 22 million, <laughs> million. I mean, it's hard to, to, it's hard to understand. Our economy with our GDP, okay, how about maybe this is the way you can understand. Our GDP is going to be about 20 trillion this year. The whole, now that's the whole value, goods and services for our entire economy for one year. Everything. That's what it's worth. 22, and we have that much in debt. Now, why is this a problem? Well, first of all, no one cares about it. No politician cares about it, and they should. Both parties. They don't care. Not even talking about it. It's not in the news. Not in, no, no one cares. And that's a problem because we, that debt, it's a real debt, people. How do that debt get paid? How do we pay it? How we how do we borrow that kind of money to put us in debt? So remember, you know, they're taking our tax dollars and they're spending a lot more than they're taking. And they have been doing it for some time. Well, to pay for things they want, they just issue treasury bonds. So treasury, 10 years, five years, two years, whatever. And they borrow the money. So we have that. So we have people out there, companies, countries owning the debt that we owe. Okay. And when that debt's come due, we're still going to owe it. It comes due. So we have to issue more bonds. What happens when the buyers of our bonds want more interest instead of the really low, crappy return of 3% they're getting now. 10 years from now, what if they want twice that much, 6%, which is not that high? How much do you think is high? Pretty soon we get into a trap where we're paying more in interest than we can actually, that half of what our taxes are bringing in, just for the interest. How do you think that's gonna affect our economy? How do you think that's gonna affect the next recession when we spend huge amounts of money to get us out. It's not a good situation. This is the Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. The year seems to be moving pretty fast. I know that. We're already halfway through, almost halfway through February. 888-99-CHART. Time to give us a call.
on the next Invest Talk. Market technicians use moving averages to help gauge bullish and bearish momentum. Why a stock market rally has taken hold on Wall Street in February. That story tomorrow. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, Chris from Kentucky. I have a question on ticker symbol TX. Uh, looks like pretty undervalued based on metrics I'm looking at. Also broke above significant short-term moving averages. It looks pretty strong in the short term. So I want to get your thoughts again. Ticker symbol TX. Okay, this is a uh, this is a uh, Turnimum SAADR. Uh, it is a steel company. It's out of uh, Luxembourg steel products fabricate semi-finished and finished flat and long steel products for manufacturing and distribution tx is a symbol tx it is a 6.2 billion dollar company so it's a mid-cap company growing nicely sales have been slowing but still growing uh, 15 percent the most recent quarter uh growth and then before that was 22 before that was 36 so its growth is slowing and probably and so is earnings earnings were in are estimated to be seven dollars and 33 cents for eight 2018 but five dollars 23 cents 2019 because the world economy is slowing but at five dollars and 23 cents it's a 31 dollar stock it's about a six pe so it's not expensive but I want you to be careful because steel companies, old industry type companies, usually have below market PE. So six to ten PE is not unusual. So maybe it'll earn a ten PE, and that's going to be based on next year's earnings, which are going down, be fifty-two dollars a share. So it's pretty reasonable. It's a pretty reasonable price paying a three and a half percent dividend. But you know if. You know, Europe has fallen into a recession. Well, I can't say that. That's really not true. Italy's in recession. Uh, there's issues in Europe that looks like they're slowing. And for 2019, their economy is just supposed to grow 1% to 2%. But that's down from what it was. So are they falling into recession? Well, you probably can't say that. But their growth is going to be pretty small. So this is probably affecting the steel industry in Europe and this company in particular, I'm sure. And um, but it is reasonable at I mean, a price. You know, it recently bounced off like twenty six dollars a share back in September and again here in, in uh, December. That's its low. Now it's hitting resistance right around thirty two throughout dollars, and it's at thirty one eighty four now. So it's going to hit resistance, and then there's a lot more resistance in the high thirties, thirty seven, thirty eight on up to about 39 or so. So it's a good value, but don't. I expect it to probably retest those bottoms again before it retests the top, personally speaking. That's what I think it will do. Again, that's Ternadium S-A-T-A-X. Steel industry is very, very, very cyclical. Very cyclical. Car companies are saying they're not going to build as many cars. That hurts the steel industry. Yeah, we've already know that they've just said that, what, a week or so ago? I read that article on the air. Well, you know, parts of it anyways are. Anyway, so I think that that's probably uh, I'm putting a lot of downward pressure. Even though this stock has moved up all of January into February, but so has the whole market. 888-99-CHART. So um, don't worry about missing this recent rally. I don't want you to worry about it. Why? Why? 
I, you know, remember it was the worst December and now we had a really good January. Well, one of the reasons is that it's not that big of a deal. The S&P has moved up, but it's still 6% below its September peak. It's not like, oh, you know, it's run away. The market's running away from you. No, it just had a pretty, a little V bottom action here. Also, nothing in the world has changed. We still have the same issues. You know, that hasn't, you know, we got Europe slowing down. The rest of the world is slowing down. China's ha having trouble. Um, the, the reason why our market has moved up is because the Fed said, well, we're going to be patient. Why are they going to be patient? Because things don't look that great. And then you had the recent uh, uptick in the news on the China-U.S. Uh, trade agreement. Might looks like it's going in the right direction. And then you have uh, the, the, the agreement on the wall that Trump may or may not sign. Those are all positive for the market. But what's the next positive thing? I'm asking, what is it? I don't know. Got to have something to push the market higher. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program. And I want to thank you for your loyal support and all the questions. I want you to have a great evening, and we'll do this again tomorrow. So have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.